Welcome to the Brooklyn Church Ministries podcast. In the next six weeks, we're going to talk about the mystery of marriage. And as we break down the scriptures, we're going to be looking at Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, and the roles for wives in marriage and husbands in marriage. Yeah, so let's join the care pastors from Brookwood Church as they discuss the mystery of marriage. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, coming back and joining us on the uh, Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. Uh, My name is Gene Beckner. I'm the care pastor, and I'm here, as always, with Josh Masters and Doug Wildman, who are our associate care pastors. And we are also here with Katie at the helm. We love Katie. Yep. And um, we are super excited that this message is coming to you today because we really feel uh, like this is going to be helpful. Yes. And, um, you know, with a lot of the podcasts, we have said at the beginning that we have um, maybe struggled through some um, planning, trying to figure out exactly what we feel like God wants to say about something. And um, this this uh, podcast is definitely no different uh, because today we're going to continue in the uh, mystery of marriage and we're going to talk about the uh, wife's role and her responsibility in marriage. And so um, I think a, a good place to uh, start is to uh, remind everybody that this is uh, in the middle of a series. And so if you haven't heard our overview or the podcast dealing with the men's or the husband's uh, responsibility, you may want to start there um, just for reference. Um But we're looking at God's desire for marriage through Ephesians, and as we look at chapter 5 and we look at verses 21 through 33, that'll be our reference point. And, um, you know, it's always a good idea to read that over and over again and uh, maybe ask God what it is that he's kind of saying to you through his word, because we we have certainly done that uh, as well. And, you know, we're just going to, as Doug has said several times, um, the elephant in the room. Uh, there's not one in here, but there is one in here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, is this word submission? Um, you know, when it comes to a woman's or a wife's role in marriage, um, that seems to be the word that people uh, fixate on. Uh, and they're either on one of two sides of it. They're either on their side of, well, the man is supposed to be the head of his household. He's supposed to be the ruler. Therefore, the wife needs to submit to her husband i.e., you do what I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, understandably so, on the other side, if that's what people are hearing, if that's what wives are hearing, then when they hear this, the word submit, the claws come out because it's like, you know, you're not really treating me like a human being, but yet when you read God's word, those words are used. And so we thought it would be helpful if we look at a couple different versions of that and we look at... Uh, first, the NLT version, and then we also look at the message. And we really found the message to be a, a, a good way for us to kind of maybe springboard into into some thoughts about, uh, you know, how a wife um, can honor God in her marriage. Right. So in, in the NLT, you know, starting in verse 21, he says, Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so verse 21 says, And further... 
So it's a continuation. So if, if you're reading 21 through 33, it might be good to look at really all the five, but to go up uh, for some um, you know, additional understanding of what the passage is saying. But it says in verse 21, and further submit to one another. Mm-hmm. So if the word submission is causing an issue for you as you listen to this, right there, man and woman, husband and wife, are supposed to submit. The question becomes how. Right. Like how does that really happen? What does that really mean? But the word submit is there for both parties. Correct. And we're submitting out of reverence for Christ, which again we talked about a couple of episodes ago. But verses 22 through 24 says, okay, so for the wives, here's what it means. It means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is head of the wife as Christ is head of the church. He's the savior of his body, the church. And as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Okay? Now, we're also going to play the the message version of that. I'm not going to play the message version, but I'm going to read it. Well, they are playing it. They are playing it, yes. Whoever's listening is playing it. Out of respect for Christ, this is verse 21, be courteously reverent to one another. Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. And what I like about that is just this this idea of understanding. You know, James 1.5 says that if we lack understanding— if we lack wisdom, then we should ask God. Right. And so if there is an issue with how your marriage is going or an understanding of your role as the wife, start by asking God. Mm-hmm. And what I see in this passage is two things, is, is that the wife's role is to understand and support her husband. And so how does she do that? Like what does that look like? What does that... What does that mean? And it might be different for each marriage, but I think that's a good place to really focus on under the context of the word submit is that there's a, and Josh is going to talk about this later, but it's an attitude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot that we could be talking about with this, but as we were talking about it uh, yesterday over coffee, you know, really for a wife to understand her husband, she has to also understand what makes her tick as well and how she is maybe different from her husband. And I I immediately thought of when I was training to be a missionary over in Romania, you know, they they teach you, you know, there are there's going to be some cultural differences. They're not right or wrong. Um they're just different. And that I mean, boy, if if marriage is not a culture shock, I don't know what is because men and women as politically incorrect as this is to say, men and women are very different in the way that they think and the way that they approach uh, life. So just one prime example of that would be in the area of communication. I mean, as a general rule, women will communicate in order to process their, their feelings, their thoughts, whereas men generally will talk in order to solve a problem. So Yesterday, you had said, how, how many words do men uh, speak versus women? I think the 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 um, uh, 
the article that I looked at said a, a man speaks on average 5,000 less words a day. Yeah. And so the old adage is that he's done talking. Yeah. And he's so used the, up his words. Yeah, he's used up his words. Yep. And so the, the wife still wants to talk and, like you said, communicate the process. And he's done all his communicating to solve a problem. Yeah. So therefore, he's not as um, verbal as she is. Yeah. And I'm sure all of you that are listening to this right now are all shaking your heads, nodding your head, saying, uh, yep, I can sure relate to that. Um, I wanted to touch on something that we had talked about the last time, and that is the curse. In, um, in Genesis 3, uh, we talked about men kind of having that tendency to fall into um, this, this uh, mode of passivity where they don't want to uh, engage in conflict. It's like, I don't want to make waves and upset the apple cart. That was Adam's sin. And as a general rule, men have a tendency to fall into that sin as well. Um, there's also a sin that women can fall into, which I'd like to kind of touch on. This is uh, Genesis uh, chapter 3, verse 16. And it says, to the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing, uh, and in pain you shall bring forth children. And then it says this really curious thing. It says, and your desire will be for your husband, and um, but your husband will rule over you. I mean, most guys are like, your desire will be for your husband? Isn't that, that's a good thing, right? Right. It's like, yes, you know. <laughs> but until you start to look at what that actually means. Right. Um, the word desire is actually teshuka. Um, and teshuka is, the sense is to master. Um, another place that this uh, is mentioned is in, uh, is in chapter four, verse six, where it says, if you do what is right, Will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door and it desires to have you, to shuka, but you must rule over it. So there is this, um, if there is a natural tendency within the woman, it is to try to master her husband or not to submit to his authority. Um, Whereas for the man, it is to be um, sort of passive and just sort of go go along with the with uh, whatever his wife is saying, um, and that, that's the dynamic that's at work. Now, I want to point out something here, though. What we're talking about is a person who is not filled with God's spirit. So when when we are um, living by God's spirit. That's the area that God is working within us. So for husbands, he's, he's empowering them to, um, to actually take a stand and, and to say, you know, this is where I feel that God is leading us. Um, and, um, and to have the boldness to speak the truth in love. Whereas with women, it's um, when they are being led by God's spirit it is in um, learning how to be submissive, as our passage is talking about, in a godly way. Right. And I think one of the struggles that we face, especially in our culture, but I think all through history, is that idea of submission, like you just said, gets confused with identity. That 
women view the idea of submission and men also view the idea of submission as this is now who I am. It's a commentary on your identity, which makes Mm. you think less than. And that's not what it is really about. That's not really the point. Scripture is clear that in marriage, we're one flesh, right? Mm -hmm. So there's an equalness to it. And we said in the first episode of this series that it wasn't just a rib, that Eve was taken out of the side, like cut in half, Mm -hmm. right? That it's, it's an equality, but it's different roles. So submission and yielding to your husband is not about your identity, It's not Mm. about less than. It's about an attitude and about your relationship with Christ, right? Just like we talked about with the man being on mission and his mission being building up Christ in his wife. Yes. The wife actually has the same job. It's just the word is used submission, which is why in 21 it says both are submitting. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you evaluate what your attitude is toward your husband? Because make no mistake, and this is sometimes hard to to say, but it's really true. The way you speak to your husband and the way you feel about your husband is actually a reflection of your relationship with Jesus Christ, Um, because that's what this passage sort of outlines. Um, So what is your tone? when speaking to your husband. That's an evaluation. Again, it's really about your heart, but these are things that you can ask yourself to sort of evaluate that. What is your tone when talking to your husband? What is your heart in following his leadership? Because God's desire for submission is to come from a place of honor and love, Mm -hmm. not from a place of position, right? Yes. It's about honoring the mission that you have as a married couple. You have one purpose. You have one mission. So how are you helping your husband, right? In creation, you just referenced the creation story. It says that Eve was created to be a suitable helpmate. So ask yourself, how am I helping my husband? How am I helping him to be the best that he can be? How am I helping him fulfill the mission of our family? That's one of the questions to ask. Now, certainly, you are not called to follow your husband in an ungodly pursuit. But I think we sometimes confuse ungodly with a differencing of preference. Like, those are two very, very different things. Um, So is the yielding coming out of obedience and not willful obedience, but because I have to, or is it coming out of a love and a respect for your husband and a love and respect for the purpose in your marriage? You know, we were just, uh, our care ministry staff are going through a study right now. We're doing John Ortberg's soul keeping. And one thing that they said in the, in the section that we studied today was you can either bless someone or curse someone. Those are the two options. Mm. You're either wishing good on someone or or moving toward goodness for someone, or you're cursing them. And a curse isn't like a witch. It's whether or not you're wanting goodness for them. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things he said that really stuck out to me was you can curse someone with your eyebrow. You mm-hmm. can curse someone with a shrug or with a roll of your eyes. So one question to ask yourself are, is are you blessing your husband or are you cursing your husband? But the ultimate goal is for you to be moving together toward a greater purpose. But we also know that 
your husband might not be as spiritually mature as you. That happens a lot in our society. Yep. But still honor his leading where he is leading, right? We have said in every episode, this is about self-examination, not spouse examination. Right. Every one of us as a care pastor have sat with couples where the husband says, well, I'm not loving her because she doesn't respect me. And she says, well, I'll start respecting him when he starts loving me. But we're responsible for our own piece of it. So we're self-examining. I like the picture that you're painting of a mission. Um, and submission means that you're underneath whatever that mission is. And so, you know, kind of like the military, you know, there are different ranks, but everybody has the, the same purpose. And I think that's one way to look at it. And I think a lot of times we don't look at our marriages as serving God, you know, that what God put together, you know, let's let's do it the way that he wants us to do this. And, you know, I've heard different studies and, and one of the, on marriage, and one of the things that always comes up is, you know, well, what if marriage isn't for happiness but holiness? Mm-hmm. I think that's great because holiness means set apart. And so as a believer in Jesus Christ, our marriage should look different than the world's. The, and the end result should be different than the world's. Just like someone who's in the military, their life looks different mm-hmm. than, you know, somebody who, you know, is not in the military. And so, you know, one of the things that I think we can all look at, and this isn't just wives, this is husbands, is, you know, where are you getting your idea about marriage from? And that's the whole purpose on why we felt led to do this series was to say, let's look at what God says, not what the movies say, not what TV says, not what music says, not even cultural Christianity, because that may not be following what God is following. And so we're kind of, we've kind of come full circle in that, in this episode, because at the beginning, when you hear that word, submission, pay attention to what's happening on the inside, because if, if you feel you know, offended, or if something pops up in you, or if you say, well, you don't know my husband, and you don't know what's going on and what he's done, you know, going back to what Doug said, part of that is the curse. Mm-hmm. So we got to be aware of that. We have to have an understanding of that. But God is greater than everything. So even if you're at a place in your marriage where you're going, I can't see myself following my husband, He's, he is spiritually immature, or I just disagree with where we're going, it starts with you and God to ask God to give you whatever it is you need. And you may not even know what that means, but to just go to God. See, you're submitting to God by just asking him to give you some wisdom about what's happening. Now, as always, everything that we talk about, if you're in a place where you're unsafe, if you're in a place where, as Josh said, there are ungodly things happening in your marriage— and you feel like you're in danger, then yes, give us a call and let us help you with resources. This podcast is mainly for people who are in a marriage that we would consider safe. There's disagreements, there's miscommunication, there's some conflict, but it's not dangerous. Correct. Right. You know, if it is dangerous, then again, contact us and let us help you and walk through what that process would look like. It really is about your relationship 
with God. Mm -hmm. Because when we talk about these issues of submission to each other and submission to your husband or uh, being the spiritual head of your household, if your relationship with Christ is not right, those things are going to become impossible because they are impossible without Christ. So I know that we bring it up in each podcast, uh, but I think it's important to emphasize that this is really about you seeking God mm-hmm. and you being drawn closer to God because he's the one that makes these things that seem impossible possible. Because the truth is we are going to submit to something. All of us submit to something. And wives, you're submitting to something. Mm-hmm. So what is it? And that's the question we have to ask ourselves. As we read the scripture, I think we said in the very first uh, episode for this series, try to approach the scripture with an open mind. Try to, as you're reading, ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? Because we can sit here all all day long and, and express opinions. Right. But... I think really the one who we really need to hear from is God. You might be listening to this and, and maybe you're a little bit bugged by some of the things that we've been saying. I get that. I get that. The real thing that we need to do, though, is to really go to God and say, what, what exactly does this mean? What is the application f- for me today yes. as, as a wife? Yep. What, is, what is it that God is, is saying to me today? And we'll get a women's perspective next week yep. on that. Yep, we certainly will. We're excited about having another guest speaker on that as well, too. Well, let me pray for us, and then we'll we'll part. Father, we uh, again, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your, the wisdom that comes from your word. And, Lord, I pray that um, uh, as wives uh, are listening to this podcast, Lord, that, that your presence would be uh, tangible for them. Lord, that you would uh, help them in their relationship with you and with their husbands. Lord, I know that you are for marriage and uh, that your desire is for there to be a, a path and a road that honors you. And so, Father, no matter where we are on that road, uh, we can always take a step towards you and you will be there and then you will help us. And so we look forward to that help. And it's in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. For more information on today's topic, or if you need support, call 864-688-8355 or visit our website at www.brookwoodchurch.org care.